Too Fat to Skate is a podcast that contains opinions and ideas that you can find anywhere else on the internet. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome back to the latest episode of our show. This is Too Fat to Skate. I am your host, Rick. Hey, I'm Greg. And Hello, I'm Rob. Sorry, Rob. No, I, that's, stepped, that's I totally right. stepped over you on that one. <laughs> that's okay. Um, I'm not wearing a bright shirt like Greg, so I don't stand <laughs> yeah, out. I you can't get you can't get better than their shirt. Right. Uh, Too Fat to Skate is a podcast where we typically watch movies, uh, scary movies, horror movies, action movies, funny movies, whatever we find interesting, and try to offer our humorous and sometimes poignant, sometimes dramatic, always sexy commentary uh, with my sexy co-hosts joining me weekly. Um, so here we go. Now, it is a bit of a departure today. We're doing a new episode. We're not watching a movie today. We are going to do a lead-up to our the Halloween season, which is starting off a week early next week. That's a week, right? Yeah, so next week, yeah. Yeah, we're going to... We're, we're going gonna... to start off a little bit early in September, Yeah, at the end of September. Because everyone's excited for Halloween. I'm very excited for Halloween. I'm sure, I know you're excited for Halloween. I'm like, always excited for Halloween. Always. And um, Rob is not excited for Halloween. Well, we'll get we'll get to <laughs> we'll that get story. to that. Okay, yeah. um, Rob, what do you have against having a good time? Is well, that because now? But when I was little, I was very anti. Very anti. Okay, yeah, I'll explain it. Stick it's a good mud. story. Is okay. it because you're a serial killer? <laughs> no, I was in the uh, pre-planning stages yeah. back then, so no. Okay, no. okay he's okay, a burgeoning okay. killer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a growing killer. Um, so yeah, uh, and we're just going to be ramping up towards our big Halloween special. We are going. This channel will be doing 30 movies, 31 movies in 31 days, based on the list created by our friend Toeyear on Instagram at toeyear.com. Um, For all your horror all movie your horror merchandise needs. needs, stickers, custom shirts, magnets, figures, etc. It's a big uh, Toeyear day on the show today, and we're going to go over all that stuff here in just a minute. But <laughs> first, um, can you tell us where the listeners can find us? So if you want to tell your friends about us and subscribe to any of our platforms, you can find Too Fat to Skate at Anchor, Apple Podcast, Radio Public, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Exactly. Um, I heard our Spotify commercials, too, sound pretty good. Yeah, I had to record those at home uh, with my own microphone on the iPad here, which cool. is... Yeah, so they was, they earn us one cent for every playthrough, nice. and we're almost to two dollars. Hell yeah! <laughs> oh, it's becoming lucrative. That's not too bad, huh? No, Ricky always got twelve hundred views, but that's a YouTube. Thing. That's the YouTube that. Yeah, yeah we don't yeah. get any any view from YouTube. And that's funny because last week it was only at a thousand views, and now it's another two hundred views. That's just yeah. It's, I, it's doing I saw well. it the other day, and it was amazing. I was just like, holy crap! It's yeah. doing well. That one um, cleans cleans house it does and you know i think it's because it's it's a there's not a lot of information on that movie out there there's not a lot going on you know we could learn a little from that obviously we pick movies for reasons but if we pick some that are popular kind of in their own niche that could also increase potential mm -hmm. feedback that's what i'm thinking too so i mean our list is a good list we have it for a reason but mm -hmm. ricky o might maybe give us a little formula on what to select yeah I, I, that's exactly what i was thinking so so, um, first things first, let's talk about 
Uh, of course, I went to Chicago this weekend for the Marvel exhibit at the Museum of Science and Industry. Went back to my old town, my old stomping ground, and I went to visit the friend of the show, The Toe, and we did a crash course in screen printing, which was amazing. Learned a lot. Got me amped and uh, hyped and pumped to do some screen printing on my own, which I'll be doing hopefully on a smaller scale. Um, maybe make some tattoo shop shirts and just mess around with it because it's a it's a lot of fun. And yeah. I had a I had a, fun, a lot of fun doing it. And um, of course, he's my longtime um, partner, writing partner, screenwriting partner, filmmaking partner, and uh, hetero life mate. And uh, we do a lot of things together. So it was a lot of fun just going down there. And we went back to um, my old stomping ground, my old neighborhood. And did you know that in my hometown, um, the movie The Lake House was filmed? Have you seen The Lake House with Keanu Reeves? Uh, no, I remember the trailer. I, I don't really like romantic movies. <laughs> Isn't that what that was, a, a romantic movie? Okay, Robo Heart. You have no... I do feelings? have a heart. It's like Miss. It's like the Grinch, though. It's small, icy, Jeez. and black. Jesus. No, no. I just. I don't. I don't like romantic movies. Oh my god! I, no. Jeez. This guy. What about you? Have you seen The Lake House? I have not seen it. No. You guys. I don't have nothing against any of that. Uh, you guys are married. You haven't seen the yeah. fucking. Okay. So anyway, we drove through. We drove through. Uh, That's the, why I don't watch romantic oh movies. Oh my god! You guys. The old ball and chain. They call it that for a reason. You guys are not getting laid. But uh, we, we drove through. Um, uh, the, where the lake house was filmed, which was which was really cool. I didn't I didn't know. I you know, and growing up in that neighborhood, uh, I just I missed it. I missed all those references. So he drove. We drove by and he pointed it out. Hey, this is where this happened and that happened, and that was pretty cool. It was a neat. That's a neat, cool. It was a neat experience. Um, when I was about twelve or thirteen, we went to Chicago and we took a a guided tour kind of bus trip where they showed you like where the Saint Valentine Day Massacre took place, mm-hmm. where Big Jim Calismo was shot. Mm-hmm. So you kinda got to see a lot of the roaring twenties references in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Nice. It was so much fun. I don't I'm sure they still do that because that's part of the Chicago yeah, culture. They, they do that. Yeah. Um you would have liked the Museum of Science and Industry because it's tied into H. H. Holmes, one of your idols. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's hard to believe. I mean, he did all these insurance fraud things, like with um, grave robbery and stuff like that. So he was collecting on fraudulent insurance policies Mm -hmm. and he built a two-story hotel, which was, you know, the castle of horror, all these dummy rooms and false Mm -hmm. entrances. And it's hard to believe that that actually happened. Yeah, you know, he, you know, I think they've even referenced him in some movies like American Horror Story or well, Devil. In the, what was the movie? It was, wasn't there a movie, Devil in the White City? That's a book. Okay, what was the I, movie? There might be a movie of it too. I thought there was a movie. There might be a movie wasn't of there it like too. A Leonardo movie, a DiCaprio movie. I don't know about him, but I know that that story has been referenced in some other stuffs. Like they take. That is like the loose example for some of these other yeah, phenomenons that are going on. But anyway. Well, anyway, let's get to this really <laughs> exciting thing that I want to show you guys. Um, let's get to this merch. I'm going to give you guys your merch live on air. Oh, Greg, you got something too? Yeah, uh, you got a gift. Yeah, I got a gift. Awesome. Apparently a free sticker too. I'm not sure Let's what give he, uh, what he gave Let's me. give Rob his shirt. There you go, Rob. Well, thank Check you that very out. much. Hold that up. Let us see it. All right, am I getting it? Am I in screen here? Uh, okay, where are we at here? Cool. There we are. Oh, Romero, Romero lives, sure. Romero lives. In Very my opinion, cool. all zombie movies are judged on his Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yep. Day of the Dead to a lesser extent, but if you like zombie movies and you don't watch Romero, what the hell's wrong with you? Get he, with it, man. He is the godfather of all zombie films. 
That's like being married, and I watch romantic movies. What the hell's wrong with you? Uh, I consider Dawn of the Dead to be very romantic. <laughs> That's a cool one. Uh, so I was just telling Rob that we we reprinted that shirt for him yesterday. Nice. Yeah, we made it. That's how I learned how to screen print, at least the the fundamentals, the basic, uh, you know, twenty minute crash course on nice. how to do that. So That's cool. Um, and then Rob, you have a you have a free gift, Rob. Thank you very much, Toe, for taking the time to print the shirt just for me. If you can find it. <laughs> Look at that. Oh, yeah. I'll see if I can get this. Uh, Might be able to in. hold it up to the... This there is we a, are. A beautiful... Yeah. Merrill Lives pin. Look yes. at the beautiful pin. That's uh, amazing. Look at the quality on this pin. Oh, I know. You can tell that this... Amazing. Look at that. Look at the quality of that pin. The grooves are in there, Ooh. so like the, the yeah. letters are all All invented. the details... That's cool as hell. That's really cool, isn't it? Of course, those are available on his website, toayear.com. Um, please go buy them because this is. I mean, I, I was just, I was super impressed. Not only with the the screen making and just, I you know, knowing the guy my whole life, I know the quality is going to be super high. So that was impressive. But you know, just the just the the amount of merchandise he has. Um, now, Greg. I think this one's yours, Greg. They're not labeled. It's not labeled? Yeah. yeah. Let's see what you got there. He's opening yeah. the envelope just like uh, Ed McMahon, right? Yeah. yeah, so he gave me, I asked him for a Crypt Keeper sticker. Oh, look at that. Let's turn that off, sorry. So, I don't know. Got the want to hold it up uh, Yeah, to let's do that. This is our, we're juggling all this stuff. This is our first time doing this multi-format thing. So that's the Crypt Keeper. He asked me which sticker I absolutely needed to have. Yeah. And he gave me that one. Awesome. I picked that one out. Cool, uh, huh? Look at that. Out of all the other ones. Nicely made, huh? And then he gave me another one. Apparently Love the just the, His logo, which his is logo one, also yeah. amazing. Very cool. There's that. Um, let me see that logo one. So that's... Thank you, Toe. Yep. That's amazing. Toe, that one. I'll stick this on somewhere. I've got it there. Yep. Uh, let's here. I'll, I got some here. I want to show you guys my favorite thing. He offered to. Uh, he offered to give me some of these too, and I didn't know that's what. It, this, look at how cool this thing is. That one is amazing. I love it. Yeah, that is so awesome. With the. Uh, Kind of like a play on the old '60s Batman logo, but it's got yeah. the toe in the center. The yeah. refractive. I keep thinking the foil. I can't think. I can't think of the name. I'm sure they'll correct me on what the name of that style of uh, print is on there. But I love the iridescent type sticker that we were gonna. We, I remember on Rodor we were talking about. Yes, we making, needed the yeah. eagle making Maybe. a Rodor eagle sticker. Isn't that cool? That's so, cool. So, seen this. This feels like a rubber. It's a, it's a magnet. Oh, okay. That's yeah, cool. it's oh, a fridge magnet. Oh, that's it's awesome. Magnet. Yeah, or a laptop magnet or whatever. But look how cool that is. That's, oh yeah. Yeah. Hey, check out this sticker. I love gonna, that one. I'm going to hand that to you. Check that one out, yeah. And the cool thing about that is the sticker style is very reminiscent of the cover of Dawn of the Dead with the black line. Oh, of course. Like the sun-colored background and the lettering and everything. Yep, that's all intentional, of course. Oh, it's, it's great. He does great stuff. To love it. Here.com. Please visit. Um, and then let's take a look at all the stuff that I picked up from him this weekend. Um which you guys are going to be jealous of, but that means you're going to have to go. Yeah, I'm going to have to buy a shirt from him here. anyway. It's on my list. I, I swear, Toe. Yep. It'll be getting an order from me pretty soon. I've got some pins on my hat I can't show you, but they're really cool. 
as a toe sticker. Yep, I got that one too. Very nice. And people, you know, people ask me, what does that mean, toe eye ear? Well, you know, it means that only like three people in the world know what that means. And Exorcist. You know, we're one of them. He has no one else knows what that means, and that's fine. You don't need to. Little Reagan from The Exorcist. Nice. Uh, you'll like these, Rob. These are the hammer. The whole hammer set he gave me. Oh, sure, which no. Is the, which one's that? The mummy. That's the mummy. Oh, yeah. okay. Peter Cushing's the mummy. Here's one of the toe himself being attacked <laughs> by... Uh, Nosferatu. Uh, by, by a... Big old man. Winged beast in, man the, in the city there. Um, here's, a, here's a Peliquin from Nightbreed. Nice. Clive Barker's Nightbreed. Very cool. Love it. I got to peruse his uh, his night his Clive Barker book collection, which I think you would have salivated over. I probably would have. Mine is not that big. I only have a couple Clive Barker. He's got books. some ultra rare, ultra rare books that are that are really really cool. If you so, yeah, I got to check some of those out. And there's Zipper Face from Nightbreed. Decker, you were talking. Remember you you were yeah. thinking, you were that's then that's who this guy is. You're thinking about. Yeah, I, read a button the novel. Face. I think yep. it's button face. Button face yeah. in the novel. And there is the Horny Jail, Captain of Horny Jail from Nightbreed. The face in that uh, reminds me very much of um, like Jeepers Creepers, like in the jaw and like the mouth and stuff. No, no, Wishmaster it looks like. Wishmaster? It, it okay. kind of looks like the gin, yeah. But it's actually, he's he's a uh, Captain of Horny Jail from Nightbreed. But except Nightbreed. for he's blue. Yeah. yeah the gin is like a reddish color. That's yeah. a cool sticker. From Nightbreed. Yeah. Uh, I got a Romero Lives course too i also picked up a Same romero lives shirt it's a requisite yep and shuna sasi from nightbreed i'm surprised nice. i remembered her name and these are all sets you can buy you can buy the yeah, entire you can buy them all the set or one mm-hmm. at a time i can't remember this guy's name but he has snakes in his gut remember <laughs> that guy that guy's cool so that's um, also from nightbreed Nightbreed, yep and we have the the hammer the crocodile people nice alligator people oh, yeah sure yeah, the alligator people that's a cool one uh oliver reed's wolfman I love it. Yeah, very cool, huh? That's that, awesome that's artwork. Decent. I like that one. Um, and then uh, Brides of Dracula. Nice. I want to see that movie. I only have a Hammer like um, four pack. It's got two Frankenstein, two Dracula, and then I picked up Scars of Dracula. That's a good one. I you know I've got them. You should just borrow them from yeah. me because I got a bunch of them. Okay. I thought this was almost Sleepaway Camp because it looked like uh, what's her name Angela from Sleepaway Camp. Yeah, it kind of does. Kind of does for a minute. And now we've got. The, oh, Christopher Lee. Christopher Lee. The best Dracula, Christopher Lee. Yeah, you know, love what's, it. What's funny, Rob and I were talking about Dracula, and um, I did find the Frank Langella. I have that Frank Langella's Dracula. Yeah, he's, I have he, it. He's very kind of um, velvety. Wouldn't you think he, he kind of plays like a, the seductive? I haven't seen it. No kidding? No, but I have it, but I've never, I've not seen it, which is really, <laughs> that's a story of my life. Um, and there we go, the vampire, fearless, is it the vampire? Killer. He, yep, he often plays uh, Van Helsing. Yeah. Van Helsing, Van, which is great. I mean, look how awesome that looks. Plus, he played Frankenstein in seven movies. He did. Yeah, he yeah. did. Yeah. Horror, Frankenstein, Castle Frank, all that stuff. They used yeah. a lot of the same actors in they those. They did. And there we go. There is the... Which, this is like kind of a... I don't, actually don't like this movie, but I think the monster's cool. I just think that these movies are so flowery and like just like sort they of really long-winded. Were, they kind of really you were, know, though, for the times. They really were. Um, and there we go. There's um, I can never remember this guy's name from Hellraiser, but he peels his face off. I'm the Hellraiser in Nightbreed. Nightbreed, yeah. Remember that guy? What is his name? I don't remember. I it's been forever name. since I've seen that movie. But he peels his face off in that movie. Yeah. It's really cool to prove that he's worthy of Midian. And there we go. Uh, Boone, when he turns into Cabal. Oh, yeah. This is his final form. <laughs> Cabal. Very cool. <laughs> Great Craig Sheffer and Lyles Berg, played by. Do you know who played? But you know who played him? I don't remember. 
the great Doug Bradley who played Pinhead. Oh, really? Yeah, plays Lylesburg. He played Pinhead all about like in the last two or three he has Something like that, yeah. It was the last yep. uh, two now. He and, didn't uh, do it. Yep. And Moonface. Yeah, Moonface. I think that's his name, is Moonface. I think so as yeah. well. Is that from Basket Case 2? No, that's from um, also, he, no, Nightbreed. Nightbreed yeah, as well. So, yeah, these are all sets. So you have the Hammer set the and then the Nightbreed set, which is... Uh, a lot of stickers. Yeah. A ton. He gave me a, a ton. Yeah, a ton of stickers, mm-hmm. man. That's I still amazing. have more. I've got I've got um I've got all the universal sets and I've got a bunch of other stuff from him that I that I like as well. And if you've ever been to my shop and been tattooed by me, you've seen his stickers all over my ink cabinet, which I've got them there too. So. Yeah. So okay. And the cool thing, like you said, is he hand makes all these. He does it all himself, right? Yeah. Um these he doesn't make he has a company to, I think he outsources these stickers. For, at least for the stickers. Yeah. It's, it's all his artwork. To, it's all his artwork. Everything's done, you know, in-house that he makes that stuff. And then, like I said, the screen printing is all done by hand by him from him. But it's just cheaper to outsource these stickers. Because, yeah, the stickers would be absolutely oh, ridiculous. What a cost it would be yeah. to get that stuff done. So, I think his so, artwork yeah. is just amazing. Like Some of this stuff reminds me very much of Rob Zombie kind of album art. Mm-hmm. Then he also has stuff that looks like his sticker of Jack Torrance from The Shining looks just like Jack Torrance. It does. Yeah, so his artwork is incredible. It's really good. And then, of course, his original shirts, like the vampire stuff and the, uh, um, the stuff that he does for his... Um, special events, all it's all very original. It doesn't look like anything else. And yeah, I picked up this uh, Dead Devil shirt from him too, as well. Awesome, which I really like. Partially blocked by the mic, Partially, but you can. It's fine. Yeah. I'm hiding behind all this stuff. It yeah, matter. It kind of reminds me of like the skeletons on uh, Blackbeard's pirate flag. Mm, okay. So, it, whether that was intentional or not, at least kind of the shape of the head and the little horns and stuff. That's mm-hmm. very also in Blackbeard's pirate flag. So sure. Good design. Good stuff. I yep. just know I'll be looking to pick up a Wolfman shirt here pretty soon from yeah. him. So Yep. Very cool. So yeah, we went we went to I went to Chicago this weekend and um man, I, I, I hated every second of driving on that interstate. Oh it, was dude, it that bad for oh you? Oh my god. And like it was we I left early in the morning. I left at like I probably left at seven o'clock or something in the morning and um it was fine getting down there. But when I left his place to get to the museum, um, it was also fine. But when I left, I'm sorry, the, the museum itself, I got stuck in an hour-long traffic jam from from Lakeshore Drive all the way to through 90, where 90 splits. There's one point where it yeah. just goes into the city, and then it splits off into two lanes. There were four lanes going to two, and that's where I think the slowdown was. And I was I was stuck on the interstate for an hour. That's terrible. Or it wasn't even the interstate. It was like in the city, and you're just trying to leave the city. You know, oh, it's, bu- like, it's bumper to bumper. It's so congested. You I just, just yeah, you know. no. Last time we were there, we got pretty lucky. It didn't get pretty bad. We were going to the show, of course. So mm-hmm. we we all the way there was not too bad, right? Mm-hmm. And then we stopped at the place where we were going to take the shuttle to uh, the stadium. Yeah, as we were going to the Cubs stadium, and that shuttle, even though it was like two and a half miles away it took like another like 45 minutes hmm. just to get there it's awful because uh we're going crawling through like downtown chicago oh my god yeah it was, it was basically insane. well and the thing <laughs> is one thing that i've noticed too driving in the city now driving anywhere is there's no more courtesy for anyone like oh, yeah it's long mean, gone it's gone it's like you can't you remember like you're not supposed to pass on the right yeah yeah but now it's like it doesn't matter. People go a hundred miles an hour 
It doesn't, you, it doesn't matter weave, what lane you're in. Yeah, you know? weaving in and out of traffic, no turn signals, nothing. That's, yeah, you can be stopped on the interstate, and some jerk will fly by on the shoulder. And you know he's just going to have to force his way in. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, it's ridiculous. It's almost like you want him to just go on their roof and be a fireball in a field somewhere. Yeah, well, if we, that's because you're a mass murderer. <laughs> that's not that I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think that's a common thought. No, not a common uh, thought? Okay, well. No, we don't wish people to die, do we? I mean, that's a no, little extreme. I, mean, I didn't that say death. Very I just, quickly. I mean, just uh, their roof and then a fireball. They could very well pull themselves out of the wreckage. I don't know. I don't care. Would you like to watch them attempt to pull themselves out of the wreckage with their flesh <laughs> burning and Maybe their I bones Maybe I just put my right foot on their melting. head and be like, close, close, Are you close. holding... Are you holding the gas can in this situation? Yes. <laughs> no, we've all felt that way with with traffic. Road, Have we? Road rage is a. I mean, I get some road. <laughs> I get some road rage, man. I get that, right? Yeah, yeah we get. So I get road rage. That's yeah. all good and dandy, but yeah, yeah, yeah wanting yeah. to somebody to die because they're inconsiderate yeah. you're, you're, for you're alone in the room. <laughs> Again, my sense of humor isn't for everyone, but it is my sense of humor. So no, no, I just. No. I don't think you're being funny. <laughs> That's the thing. How many bodies are in the crawl space, yeah. Rob? <laughs> yeah. Seven. It, it gets a reaction out of me. So that's lots of times I just I try not to do the same thing. So I try yeah. not to get right up on somebody. No, I try course. not to cut in and somebody. Oh yeah, because I don't like it when people. That's do it to courtesy, me. right? Yeah. So right. I, yeah. I do the same thing. I don't, I'm not like tailgating people. I'm not right. like, two inches away from you. No, I'm not, not at all. Not weaving in and out of traffic. I'm I'm always using my turn signal. I'm trying to let people mm-hmm. know where I'm going. And when that happens to me, I get it. I, I get upset too. But there's nothing you're gonna do about it. There's nothing you can do nope. except for drag them back into your crawl space, Rob. I yeah, guess. Yeah, it's just <laughs> you're part of the problem because you're there too, right? So just try to get through it. And yeah, it just takes time. Yeah. It, it does take time. time. And, and there's people just being in such a hurry for no odd reason. For no reason, because we all get stuck at the same slowdown. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that car length is so important. They have to be in front of you. Yeah. They yeah. have to be first. They have to. Yeah. So so that was a nightmare. I got stuck in traffic, and I uh, just listened to the radio through a podcast in and just tried to zone out. And so, But I did get a chance to revisit uh, White Castle. Nice. Oh, yeah. I buy those at the uh, supermarket sometimes and do them, like the little sliders. It's not the same. Not the same. I mean, but it's good. Yeah. It's, it's, what, they're fine, we, but, uh, yeah. If we go down there one day, and here's the thing, is like, it, I know it's shitty fast food, but, yeah. like, it's just, this it, we don't have it here, so. Yeah, it's something right. we don't have here. And I and I grew up, um, when I when I left the city, when I moved away from the city for good, was at, at a time when I was eating it quite regularly, because we would go. Uh, see a lot of shows in the city and then we'd come back very late and well, as soon as we got back into town it, the White Castle was right there and uh, um, we would go there late and eat a bunch of sliders and stuff and it was just quick and fast and we didn't care we smoked them eat like eat 12 it. of them oh my god because <laughs> so, they're very modest price and size isn't each patty like maybe three by three or something yeah, yeah they're was, very was, tiny and it was yeah. under, under a dollar for each one so I got them oh. I got a few burgers. Get like ten of them. <laughs> yeah, I didn't have that. I got like four of them. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. But yeah, um, yeah. So uh, you know, but here's the thing: if you eat too many of those things, you you will smell like an onion. You will <laughs> yeah, sweat onion yes, for onion. like two days. Yeah, it's nasty. What is that cologne, Rick? Oh, that's a griddle of White Castle. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, yep. seriously. Uh, yeah. So so that was fun. But uh, yeah, all of the all of the. Wonderful cuisine that I miss from from the city, and that's the place I choose to go to. Well, whatever, that's fine. It's kind of like how I was telling you now that uh, our the one restaurant has left, the Perkins or whatever is left, that we need a Waffle House. We do. 
Because yes, we, need, we a, need more felons in Janesville. <laughs> I don't think you can work the grill at a Waffle House unless you have a felony record. I think it's a re- I think it's a, a recommendation because you need one 24-hour place to replace another. And up north, the only places I can find a Waffle House are in like big metro cities that are like. Oh, I'd, up north. Yeah, well, like we don't really have any up here. Yeah, they're they're the, it's a southern thing. Yeah, it's more southern. It is. And when we took a road trip to Florida in '92. I'd try to sleep in the minivan, and every time we stopped, it was either one or two places. Shoney's, which is basically like a Perkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or Waffle or it's House. Waffle House. We used to have a Shoney's here. Yeah. yeah, we used to have a Shoney's. And that was over where Fuddruckers is. Yep. Which they're uh, gutting that building now. Yeah. The Fuddruckers. Really? Yeah, so yeah. something's yeah. going to come in there. But maybe I, I still think we need a Waffle House. Well, of course we do. We need it. <laughs> At least you know what you're going to get there. You're going to get good, greasy kind Di- of... Diarrhea. <laughs> yeah, you're right there. You're going to get... Pretty and shitty food. But an organic <laughs> laxative is what yeah, you will get. Basically, if you got if you, if you're clogged up for a couple days, <laughs> you know, yeah, have a coffee <laughs> and some hash browns, and you'd be good. Yeah, yeah, and get them with uh, cheese, jalapeno, onion because you're already getting them cooked anyway. You're, it's going to go right through you. You're getting yeah, cancer you're anyway. Fine. So <laughs> just step the gas pedal all the way down and just go full throttle. Enjoy the misery that is Waffle House. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So just go to the bathroom before you get back in your vehicle. Otherwise, you'll be yeah, like you'll a be... mile away and you shit your pants. Man. So just just go to the bathroom first. That's a disclaimer. Don't don't leave any DNA evidence. <laughs> that's what he. That's what you worry about, don't you? No. Disposable adult undergarments. So you're saying you wear diapers when you kill? Sure. Oh, sure. Yeah, I don't want to have to try to find a laundromat or a hose. You just peel them off, toss them, oh, put on a new pair, good to go. I'm calling your commanding officer. <laughs> That's a, there's, there's only so much thi- that those things can hold, man. <laughs> you know, how do you a know? Waffle House would break the capacity, that's for sure. I'm learning so much about both of you today that I had no idea. What's the Led Zeppelin song, When the Levee Breaks? That's what happens <laughs> in your colon if you go to the Waffle House, the levee breaks. That's terrible. See, I wish we could sample music stuff. Like We're not trying to make any money on it, but that would be so cool just to play like five seconds of that intro mm-hmm. that's just another level of, of humor and appreciation well it'd be funnier to have someone singing it very very badly <laughs> that's funnier to me than having the <laughs> yeah, actual yeah, yeah. song yeah well anything that i sing is very very bad there okay. you go sure. so then yes. that's what we'll do we're gonna, we're gonna record we're gonna request you yeah. to sing the song now a sound bank of you <laughs> recording all that stuff that's way better dude that's so much better. It's very okay. shitty quality sure yeah. as long as i can participate in the list so i know what, what yeah. jokes i'm gonna be victim to I'll, yeah i'm for it speaking Speaking of that list, uh, we have the big movie list coming up here, and we're—I think he's going to announce it. The toe is going to announce it tomorrow. I'll drop that on Instagram with the first picks that we made. We made, I think, twelve movie picks already. We got a quarter of the list on part partial list on whatever the math is on that. I wasn't on the, f- I don't the full thirty-one yet. Not yet. We. Uh, but you have stuff like you know, don't camp in the woods or some of these. Yeah, other- we picked out. 1 through 12, I think. And it's a really solid. It's really good. So, um, you know, I I don't know that you guys are going to be able to watch any of these. They're kind of... Um, you might be able to find them. I, it's... Uh, I might be able to find them. I might not. Sometimes the way I can find things is kind of... To hit or miss. Hit They've or got miss. some classics. I yeah. might have some of them in my collection. It just depends on how obscure the titles are. If I have them, I'll loan them to you because some of them are weird. But that's sure, why I was asking you if we were gonna. Bizarre. I was asking you if we were gonna come here and watch them and then yeah. do the show. I think that's just too much to do. Yeah. Like I, I can reasonably watch them throughout the day, like 
20 minutes here, 20 minutes there when yeah. I have the time. But like yeah. trying to coordinate everyone for 31 days is going to be a nightmare. Okay. So, yeah. So, so basically, and then when are we yeah. going to record, you know, so. And I'll just do it like, it's not, you know, I'll do it whenever I can. And I want to upload every day and get something every day for us. We get a yeah. lot of content out there. So and, it's basically going to be like a uh, too fat to video segment. Each, it, yeah. Each yeah, video it's going to be short. pretty short. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In celebration of Halloween, which. Um, Nice. Yeah. Are we going to do our own stuff too? We're going to do our. Oh yeah, and we're going to stick to our weekly schedule. And we have we our show Too Fat to Skate has a huge, a really good lineup for the next five weeks. Yeah, we got a pretty solid lineup. I yep. think featuring uh, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, that's Halloween the first three one. seasons yep. of The Witch, and mm-hmm. more, and a lot more yeah. good stuff. Good stuff coming up. Um, and we will try to get the toe on next week if he feels like he wants to join us. That'd be a good thing because he has a he has a really cool Killer Clowns set, some merch that he wants to promote. That I'd like for it to see on the show. A lot of good stuff. How is his uh, monster movie Meatball Madness going? Very well. In fact, um, I'd like to promote his new thing, which is um, well. I don't. I'll, I'll. I'll talk about that at the end of the show. He's got a cigars and stripes barbecue, uh, sh- uh, restaurant thing that he's doing, and they're going to be watching a film. Uh, he told me what it was. And I'm sorry, I can't remember. But we can talk about that. He can talk about that next week. It's the last Tuesday of every month. Sounds like a guy after my own heart. Cigars and barbecue. Yeah, cigars I'm and in. barbecue. Yeah. Sign me up. And that's the shame we don't live closer to the city that we can just zip down there or like if there was uh the train was closer we can just hop on the train and yeah zip down there and zip back and then, I mean who wouldn't know you know you can drive well, that, the, that's the nice thing about technology whether he joins you on like a video call or mm-hmm. just whatever communication yeah. you guys have you can always cross reference and plug and which what we'll do next week we'll have the um, a video call um we'll, we're gonna call him and have him on the show and that's gonna be a lot of fun we'll try that. This week it's hard enough, like juggling, like our second camera that we have here, which <laughs> like is just that, just yeah. that alone. Yeah. So, but that's fun. Which reminds me, uh, sometimes we kind of gloss over things quickly. Mm-hmm. We used to do kind of like a mm-hmm. pre-show checklist because mm-hmm. there's different, uh, I don't know all the terms, but different audio, video things that you mm-hmm. want to make sure are all up and running. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot to juggle. Well, for me, because actually a show like this of this size needs a producer, even though like. Even though we're a small show, there's a lot for one person to juggle and to be to perform and enter- entertain on the show as well. It, it's, it's it's very difficult for me to do. So um, keeping that mental checklist when I've mentally checked out of my entire <laughs> life mostly is yeah. is, is, is so, diffi- is so checked out. It's so, so checked, checked out. out. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's it's fun and. Just trying to stay creative because I you know as much as I enjoy tattooing, I love it and I love working with people. I love my clients. I have the absolute best clients in the world. Um, having another creative outlet really keeps me keeps my sanity. It's always good, you know. It's well, always th- good to have. Well, think, you, think of it. We're all adults now, right? What is something that most adults lose from childhood? Time to play. Right. This exactly. is basically adult play. We're having fun. We're doing things we enjoy. Right. And the older you get, it takes more work sometimes to have fun. Right. And uh, you have, what do you what do you do in your spare time that you keep your stuff going? So right now I've been, uh, so I've been reading a lot or mm-hmm. listening to a lot of audiobooks. I've been trying to do that. I've been mm-hmm. trying to pick up painting again recently. Oh yeah, awesome. So uh, get some got, of your artwork together, yeah, man. Got got this piece in mind that I want to work on. Cool. So I think I'm going to start that probably next week. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, man. I, like, I got all the stuff for it. I just need to I just need to sit down and commit and actually do it. It's really hard. Yeah. Um, 
I I get I have the time. I just I just don't. I just don't know why. I just don't. It's difficult. It's difficult to 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 get good at art, making art, and then it's really good to find a vision, you know. And then it's it's, it's terrible. It's just such a struggle. It's such an uphill climb to have to find a unique voice. Um, and when you do, you got to lean into it and exploit it. Like we were, like Rob and I were talking about that. Like, you know, I know we rib him a lot, but he. You have a good personality. Thank you. Which is good. It's a good thing to lean into for the show, and I think it would be a huge, you know, loss to the show to not to lean into that, you know, and to get some of your unique your uniqueness out. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because I've um, I'm just going to assume here, but I mean, I don't you know. Greg, you did your military stuff as a young man. Then it sounds like you kind of do factory work. Rick, yeah. you kind of got into your apprenticeship at an early age and kind of hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. I've done a lot of crawling, different stuff. You know, I've I've done warehouse work, mm-hmm. meat processing. I was a hired hand. I did healthcare for a family. I've mm-hmm. done security, policing, retail. So maybe that just kind of from all those different things, I have some quirky and amusing stories, and I kind of like to try to use those, especially like my old butcher days when we're watching stuff that is mm-hmm. a little gory or a little ooh. Well, I've done stuff that can lend a little bit of credibility to like, well, yeah, that's how blood looks when it, there's a lot I'm of sure blood. sure you have. Sure. Oh, yeah. So I like to try to use those mm-hmm. as I like that the director or whomever, a lot of that stuff looks mm-hmm. consistent. Well, they took the time and did their research. Yeah. Sure. So you can appreciate it a little bit better. Yeah. Sure. Because one of the big things that always gets me, and I love the Friday the 13th movies, but mm-hmm. you know, the machete comes up from behind, it goes across the throat, and the blood is a slow, slow trickle. That's not accurate. When you hit the spot... I'll spare you the details, but it's like turning on a red hose, then yeah. the trickle comes. So it's it's, and it's anyway. a ratings thing with them sure. too. So if they if they're trying to stay at an R, they they have to do so much to stay at an R rating or below. You know, yeah, so. exactly. Right. So you have your you have your painting. I have my artwork. Rob has serial murder. No, yeah. no actually, what I the time. I have a lot of things. Horrible in, stories, this guy. <laughs> I have a lot of things in common with uh, with Greg too. I Leatherface. love to watch Bob Ross because mm. he said something like uh, talent is an agreed pursuit or something like that. So mm-hmm. it's acknowledged that it's going to take effort and time on your part to paint well. It takes a long time. Yeah, but if ta- you want to it takes do it, time. You can do it, Greg. It's just like that. Yeah. Like I've been trying to write too, and it that also takes time. You, everything yeah. everything takes time you really time gotta, and effort you have to put so much time so. into it it's, it's not going to happen overnight and that's what i tell everybody too with with our anyone who comes to me and says i want to learn how to tattoo i want to yeah, there's no there's no instant gratification oh no, god no it takes forever and it's a struggle and you have to suck for a long time to what's, get anywhere what's that quote anything worth doing is worth doing poorly yeah, like basically. Is that anything? Like, yeah, no, nothing. Nothing worth doing is easy. Yeah, basically. So like you gotta, you gotta be able, you gotta be comfortable with being sucky before you can ever be good at no, anything. You have to. You gotta it's get terrible. over the hump. You're gonna yeah. climb uphill before you go downhill. And uh, you, you need to possess a lot of self awareness because there's so many artists I know out there that are tattooing, making art, who have zero self awareness. And they think that they're way better than they are. Oh, no. And there's nothing worse than that. I already know I'm a piece of shit, so it's fine. Not you. (laughs) Not you. And see, the thing with tattooing is you are permanently modifying someone's body. Yeah. So if you are, say, an average artist, I could see that could be a problem because maybe they don't have the ability to say... I'm not really good at that type of image that you want. Yeah, yeah it's all no. about your attitude. Like, yeah. oh, okay, like I'm trying this thing and like 
you know, I know I'm not great at it, but I'm going to keep trying. That's way different than like, here's this thing I made for it, and they'll give me $90. Or when you, you're getting into a style that's not, you might not be comfortable with. Yeah. You know when to pass it off to somebody oh, else. Oh, 100%, dude. Like, that's what I'm saying, like the level of self-awareness. You know, like, I, I have no problem passing like, off. Like, I know you have a lot of tattoo like artist friends and whatever but like somebody yeah. comes to you with this style i don't i don't oh, care yeah. what style you'd be like okay this isn't really my style oh. i don't really do this Happy but here's somebody i'll recommend you to somebody else it happens all the yeah. time that's all how the time. i actually met you yeah yeah all references and then the reason why that happened is because i do things like that i'll say no you need to go to this person you know what i mean or and especially if it's someone who i know that our personalities just aren't going to gel very well. You know what I mean? We're not going to get along. Yeah. I can see that already. So <laughs> you need to go with somebody else. And I am very fortunate that I can curate my, my clientele very carefully. I can say no to people or I can just take anybody. And I do like to get in the mix and I like to meet new people and I like to take walk-ins and I like to get uh, you know a whole new level of clientele. Trying but to get new clients all the time. Right? I, so. I love it. And I, because I, I come from a street shop environment. I come from, you know, shops that have large, a large crew of like 10, 12 guys all working who are all fighting and sharking stuff from each other and <laughs> trying to outdo one another. And, but also, like, you know, what, what technique can I steal from this guy? What is this guy doing that's going to make my work 10 times better if I utilize the same tactic? Yeah. You know, there's a little bit of that with it, too. Yeah, you don't have to invent everything. If it works for one person, it can work for you. Mm-hmm. you got to bite stuff super hard. And, you know, yesterday Bill was showing me some stuff. Uh, we, were, we were doing some artwork stuff on the iPad, and he was showing me his artwork that he was making that's different from this stuff. His own his own artwork, his non-commercial artwork, is really, really cool, too. And he was showing me, you do this technique and this technique and this technique, and that's how I kind of get this overall look. And I was fascinated by that because... We, you know, we use the iPad Procreate, and there's things on there I had no idea you could even do, you know. I'm you, still you learning that. about that program, yeah, too. Yeah, it's um, really cool. So, and um, so it's just nice, nice, though, to, nice to learn. Yeah. Nice to learn. So, alrighty, Well, um, we do have some Halloween picks for you guys here. I picked up a lot of cool stuff recently, and um, I'd like to talk about some a few things. Recently, I did get... Um, I take it that Omen set is Blu-ray? That's Blu-ray. Yeah, we'll get to all that. Okay. We're getting ahead of the game there, Leatherface. <laughs> uh, the Amityville Horror Trilogy from a Scream Factory. Very cool. I really do like this set. Um, now bear with me here. There are more than three of those, yes? There's so many of them. Um, there's a lot of knockoffs. Is, okay. That's what you're yeah. probably seeing, Rob, is yeah. a lot of knockoffs. Pretty the original cool. from uh, 79 with Josh Brolin. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, and yeah, I, and that's this one right here. Burt Young is in this oh, one. Oh, yeah. Have you seen the second one, The Possession? I have not. That's going to be so a good I, one. So I actually read the, the book Yeah. not too long ago or listened to the audiobook not too long ago. The, the original Amityville Horror? Yes. What did you think of it? It was pretty solid. Nice. It was pretty solid. Uh, I did not like the uh, remake they did with... Um, Oh, Ryan Reynolds? Yeah, I didn't like that. I don't Ryan remember Reynolds. it. I don't think I, I like remember it. parts of it, but I don't remember it sticking out in any way. Uh, when did this come out? The original, I think, was 76. Okay. Is it? Yeah, sometime, I thought 79. I could be wrong. Could be 79. I don't know. So, anyway, sometime late, mid to late 70s. Mm-hmm. This one was 3D. So, I mean, can you imagine... 
going to see this fucker in 3D. 3D. Have you ever seen 3D film back in the day? Well, back in the day being 2012, for the 100th anniversary of the sinking of the Titanic, I took my wife to go see it, and they had that in 3D. Did Jason 3D? Did she try to drown you? Afterwards? No, no, but she's, you know, people are like, oh, this is so sad. It's like, it, it is. I don't want to have to wait three hours to see Leonardo DiCaprio drown either. But it happened. It <laughs> happened. I'm talking about like the Rob, <laughs> Rob Spready did jump into the screen and just drown him himself. He wants to drown everybody. It's like, guys, come on. We all know it hits a big piece of ice and it sinks. People are going to perish. Yeah. You know, no mystery here. It's like, I've, I've heard about this story of the Titanic since I was in like kindergarten. Yeah, yeah. Or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we know how it's going to end. Yeah, like, yeah. I already know how this is going to end. Yeah. But I was kind of biting my tongue because that's something she really likes, and I didn't want to, you know, knock her on it. That but was... I have to admit, in 3D, it was awesome. Whether it was the propellers, mm-hmm. like people going up and down like these elaborate stairways, it was a beautiful mm. movie in 3D. What about like um, <clears throat> any of the classics with the, the regular old 3D glasses, the red and the blue? Anything <sighs> like that? No, that would I would have been too young. Like I would have loved to have seen Friday the Thirteenth Part Three. In well, 3D. We about, but you know what? It did come out when we were we're about the same age. Yeah. Um, Freddy's Dead. Yeah, I that, saw that in 3D. Wow. Yeah, at that point in time, I was very, I was just kind of starting to get into like my horror movie mm. fandom. Mm-hmm. So when we go full circle here and talk about kind of Halloween stuff, I'll, I'll tell you why it took that long. Okay. So you didn't get traumatized until a little bit later on. No, no, no. I was traumatized at a very young age. That's why it took me a long time to okay. to yeah. become a fan of horror movies. The, uh, the building blocks. Of 3D the 3D horror movies Mars. don't work for me. I have a bad left eye. A bad left eye. (laughs) Well, I'm alone in the room, I guess, on this one. But I did. I have seen uh, the original. Well, the Freddy's Dead um, was the final night. No, Freddy's Dead. The then then it was the new nightmare. Don't get me wrong. New nightmare is number seven. I would. I would absolutely watch these movies in 3D if my eyes worked properly. But they don't. Hmm. That's a bummer. My left eye is pretty much blind. For yeah. those who don't know, like I, it's very, very limited. Did that interfere with your military stuff? No. Mm, that's good. Nope. Yeah. Well, um, so, so yeah, there's the Amityville trilogy. And I would like to watch um, Amityville, maybe number two or maybe two three. Two or three. Yeah, something the, the first one is fine. It's whatever. Solid. It's yeah. yeah. Whatever one has Burt Young. would have to see Polly outside of uh, that's two. Yeah. That's two. Yeah. yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Um, and actually, well, I don't know if we're... The first one's a classic, it's but a classic. we'd have to rewatch them again to see mm-hmm. if they would fit the show. Yeah. We can watch the trailer for part two. Should right. we watch the yeah. trailer for part two? Whenever whenever you choose, like, bringing it up, go right, right ahead. Let's watch the trailer for Amityville part two. Here we go. Because Burt Young is such a good, crusty... Per- I think he's passed away now, but he was such a good, crusty guy. Rip. Rip Burt Young. So they sell the house again, or they, of course, of course, for those who don't know, the the people who are in that house in the first movie or the book they moved out mm. after yeah. 28 days something like or that. something like that. Yeah. Can you guys hear that? Uh, very it's, faint. It's very quiet. Oh, you know what we can do, maybe? No, now I can hear it loud and clear. Always a shot on. Yeah, look at that house. Great house. Great house. It looks like they used the same house from yeah. the first one. 
was their dream house until it turned into a nightmare. Oh, cool. Ooh. It's the special effects guy. That's who's there. <laughs> yeah. Shit at. yeah, Bert Young. Oh, look at that. Was in this house. Uh oh. What evil could drive their son to madness? That's cool and effect. Everything and everyone he loved. Now. Is this the prequel? This is two. Yeah, but is this? No. Uh, like uh, a, oh, is it a? I don't know. No, I think it's a direct sequel. Oh, look at that. Oh, what I'm talking about, for those who don't know, is uh, the family that moved into this house, they moved in after the DeFeo family. Yeah, for the murders. Uh, of the guy who shot the entire family. But it, wow, yeah. this movie looks awesome. I mean, just for that Michael Bay explosion. Yeah. <laughs> That's cool. So I that mean, was, that it, it might be okay, but it might be might be okay for the show. It's hard to tell though. Yeah. with just the trailer. Well, it's just something to watch on your own anyway, yeah. for sure. So if anyone, you guys want to watch, looks like it's got some it. pretty good effects. Yeah, you know, that's the nice thing about a trailer. We can spend a couple minutes talk about it for a couple minutes, and it's included. Sure, we yeah, don't have so. to give a whole episode to it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And uh, so what else here? This isn't new. I don't. This isn't a new one, but I did finally unwrap this one. I found it on my shelf, and it was wrapped up. Um, which is the remake of The Blob. I awesome. love that movie. This is great, isn't it? It's it's really, really gory. Kevin Dillon. Yep, a lot of people say, oh, you always got to go with the original. And I lots of times say that. I but I think the original is so crappy. It just it, looks dude, so it cheap. It sucks. I'm yeah. sorry, but the original Blob sucks. Yes. <laughs> it's awful. It's like, I don't know. I remember I bought the Criterion collection of The Blob, the original Blob. And it was like, you know, I'm, I'm glad I have it. But the movie's asinine. It's terrible. Yeah, the remake of The Blob is so good, and especially since it's gory, like the acidic kind of corrosive yeah, qualities yeah. of it. Yeah, It's really, really good. It is really good. Have you, have you seen that, right? So it's been a long time since I've seen it. I'd, I'd, I'd have to see it's it again. Out. It's real good. We have the trailer for that, too, if you guys want to watch that. I actually oh, remember seeing that, that trailer when I was little and being scared. Really? Yeah. Uh, it came out in 1988. 88 was a great a great year for movies because in 88, my favorite movie came out, uh, Batman 88. Batman? Or the original was that 89? Yeah, that was 89. 89 Batman. Yep. So then it must have been Return of the Swamp Thing and... Um, I know that uh, UHF with Weird Al came out that year. That movie was so funny. Great movie. Yep. And one more 80. Oh, They Live. Yeah. It was an 88 they movie. They Live. Mm-hmm. You dirty mother. <laughs> <laughs> the street fight scene. Yeah. Gotta love so it. So good. So let's let's check out uh, The Blob here. Um, I'm super excited to watch that. Maybe we'll, I do want to watch that on the show. The um, remake? The remake. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, do, I do have... A soft spot for that movie. I do too. It's such a great film. I love the old TriStar logo. So good, right? This guy who's doing the narration, he did tons of movie trailers so back many. in the days. All the good ones. He sounds like Peter Cullen, but he I'm does. not sure if it is Peter Cullen. No, he's just using the voice. Oh, you mean the Transformers guy? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The comic crashes down. This is like Killer Clowns too, right? The guy almost, and his dog. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. Very similar to Killer Clowns. That came out in '88 too. 
Hmm. Killer Clowns, 87, 88. I just know Hellraiser came out in 87. It sure did. Yeah. Just celebrated its anniversary this week. Oh, she was hot. Yeah, this is the most memorable scene where that cook gets sucked down the sink. Oh, it just comes right out of the drain and grabs him. Yep. Yeah. Or the phone booth, how it kind of engulfs that lady in the phone booth. Yeah. Now that guy with the white hair, he was in... Outbreak. He was in Outbreak, yeah. Oh, yeah, there there it is right there. Yeah, sucked on the pipe. What a wonderful curly mullet. Yeah. (laughs) And the scene with the kids and they go to the movie theater and the blob is in the movie theater. Like, how cool is that? Yeah, that's a, a direct scene-for-scene scene copy from the original. Of course, 30 years later, that actually looks impressive this time. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So there's the blob. I'm excited. I'd like to watch that one one of these days. Yeah, that Absolutely. is the exception to the rule. I normally go with the originals, but uh, no, not in this case. Not in this case? Nope. Cool. Sometimes they get a little bit more freedom in these remakes, so too. Yeah. A little they, bit more money. They do. Plus yeah. just the benefit of technology. Yeah. A movie made in 58 is going to look a lot different than 88. Mm-hmm. So it just benefited from 30 years. Right, right. Solid yeah. film. And, uh, you know, I do I do miss sort of that the low production value charm that a lot of those movies have. You know, with the, the guy in a suit and the rubber suit flailing around <laughs> and something like that, you know? Oh, sure. You like know. I watched the original uh, King Kong versus Godzilla, and you can tell it's guys in rubber suits because when they're going like this, you see the seams flex. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's laughable. Or they use little... Uh, Model toy army tanks for like close ups of things getting burned and destroyed, but yeah, that's part of the charm. What about in like uh, any of the slasher movies? Are you annoyed that they're not actually murdering people in those movies? <laughs> no, 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 I, I understand the necessity oh, okay. for that. All right. and, uh, you, you thought he actually picked up that camper in the sleeping bag and bashed him against the tree? That's funny. I actually remember when I was a little kid, one of the high schoolers on the bus, he was talking about. Indiana Jones in the Temple of Doom. He's like, yeah, they really stab people. Yeah, you didn't know that. Mm. I was like, holy shit! <laughs> you know, you, when you're a little kid, you're so gullible. An older kid yeah. tells you something, and you just buy into it. So, and that's the moment you knew that you could stab people and get away yeah. with it. All right. So, do you want to know why I hated Halloween? For yeah, let's hear it. Sure. Let's hear the story. My three older cousins. They have like a ranch style house. You go down into the basement. They have the fridge and the washer and dryer and all that stuff down there. So I don't know which one of them was. They said, Rob, go down there and get us some Pepsi. I couldn't have been like kindergarten or something. Mm. So I go down there. One of them shuts the door behind me, which, okay, why are they doing that? Anyway, I go downstairs, I go to the fridge, and I open it up, and after I close the door, the other two are down there with masks on, and they're chasing me around the basement with masks and flashlights, and I'm terrified. Mm. So I run up the stairs, and I shake the living shit out of the door, but it's locked. I can't Mm. get out. So they chased me around the basement. They were just loving it, and I'm just terrified. So for years... I didn't want to dress up. I didn't want to trick-or-treat. I didn't want anything to do with Halloween. I absolutely hated it. And I don't think I got over that probably till I was about a teenager or something. I wouldn't watch scary movies. I wanted nothing to do with the holiday because of that. And you took your revenge on the poor children of the neighborhood? <laughs> no, no, I did. The only decent thing to do was when I had uh, younger cousins of my own, I took it upon myself to, to ruin the holiday for them. I'm sure so it did. just, that's, yeah, nothing spe- uh, helps a bad mood like spreading it around. Remember Calvin said that in the comic? <laughs> yes. Yes. So razor blades and the candy and rat poison, you know, all that stuff, right? <laughs> No, but it was when you're a little kid, you know, that type of thing left a lasting image. I mean, they didn't touch me or, or beat up on me or hurt me or anything like that. It just scared the living crap out of me. Oh, yeah. So I just didn't want anything to do with that holiday for a long, long time. My mom was always like, well, you can go trick-or-treating. I don't want to. And she made me do it. So then it just Mm. reinforced my hatred of that uh, 
particular yeah. holiday. That's a bummer, man. It sucks that it happened to you because Halloween's such a great time for kids. Yeah, and I don't know what I don't know what it was. I just got older one time, or maybe I had a friend in middle school or high school, and he's like, "Well, let's watch one of these movies." It probably would have been like The Curse of Michael Myers or something. Definitely a a weak point in the series, but I kind of watched it and like, all right. I see why you like this stuff. There's mm-hmm. there's some tension. There's some stuff going on in the background, coming out of the shadows, a little bit of redirection, like you look over here, then the pop mm-hmm. happens over there. Mm-hmm. Plus just kind of the cool, iconic, indestructible boogeyman type stuff. So mm-hmm. the Halloween movies actually got me into horror movies. And then I you know, went to Friday the 13th and um, Freddy, but to a lesser extent. I mean, I like his jokes and some of the visuals, like with the Dream World scenes. But I always liked... Uh, Michael Myers and Jason more than Freddy. That's it's see my new mug. Got Jason Voorhees travel mug right here. But uh, yeah, so it took me a long time. I was kind of a late bloomer mm-hmm. into the horror franchise, but then I just liked it a lot. So yeah. then I just got into it. Like read about uh, Night of the Living Dead and like oh 1968. That one kind of might look a little crappy. And I don't know where we were at a video store. A buddy Adam and I we saw Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. So we rented them both and. Probably just ate like pepperoni pizza and watched those movies for mm-hmm. the first time. And yeah. So yeah, and I, there's a big audience for Dawn of the Dead, and I'm one of them. A lot of people like to put it on and kind of just party. They kind of have fun with it because it's so over the top. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the apartment complex, and then the airport, and then the shopping mall, and the bikers come in. It's just everything that you liked about Night of the Living Dead turned way, way up on a bigger scale. Sure. So that's why I went with the uh, Romero Lives shirt. Nice. Yeah. What's the first uh, horror movie you watched <clears throat> when you were a kid? So I I was probably like five or six. And I think I've told the story before. When I remember catching glimpses, it was either the very first Hellraiser mm-hmm. or the very first House movie. Mm, it was awesome. one of those. Cool. And I remember uh, catching it on TV and having a nightmare that night. But I never turned away from them afterwards. Like house I, is freaky. I loved it. Though. Yeah, so I remember like, the. It was. It. I. I believe it was house because I remember the. The severed hand ringing the, the doorbell. Severed hand. Yeah. Yeah. The, yep. So. Uh, what a cool movie. Um, that was my introduction, and um, and then growing up, being a kind of like I was always into metal, so mm-hmm. horror movies and metal kind of go hand in hand. Hand in hand. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Um, House was great because it had a lot of cool monsters. The, the closet monster, yeah, which was really cool. God, I gotta rewatch those movies again, man. Yeah. It's, At the set, I, right yeah, there. I know. Yeah, I just remember George Went was in one. Yeah, of them. from Cheers. And yeah. I, I loved Cheers when I was a kid. Yeah, so I know? don't remember those movies very much. But like I said, that cover with the severed hand ringing the doorbell, and then uh, Ding yeah, Dong, like, You're Dead. I yeah, think that's what probably it says. probably some of my favorites were the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors when I was an absolute massive Simpsons fan. Still am. Those were fun. I I I I, I fell off. Well, so, I mean, the Treehouse of Horrors episodes are always amazing. So, I don't keep up with them, but they are good. Yeah, I think it's getting a little long in the tooth, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of those things where uh, there it is. It's fine, but oh yeah. yeah, look at that. So, yeah, it's cool. It's that a, is such an iconic cover. Like, I absolutely love it. And a lot of this stuff, nostalgia, is a big part of the viewing experience for me. Sure. Uh, and this is the remaster, which is, I think it's a 2K remaster, um, and a lot of interviews and a lot of things like that on here that I love. And the the great thing about these special editions that I like to point out is that it always includes this really neat book. You know, they sometimes they have a book. This one's especially cool because it's a hardcover. 
Now that's just for that particular movie, not the whole set. The, the whole series, because here's a here's a photo of the great Lance Henriksen from. Uh, oh yeah, How, from House Three. Yeah. Oh, thanks for the prompt. I actually got um, Alien Three book on tape narrated by Lance Henriksen. How cool is that to listen to Alien Three with Bishop telling the oh, story? Oh my god, nice. he's the best. Brian James there, uh, and. Uh, it's a Japanese version of House. That's amazing. I love that. That's pretty cool. That huh? actually looks really cool. Yep. There's the Winged Monster there. Yeah, and the I love monster it. And stuff. Very cool. Some. Uh, yeah. There's the big old crazy, the wife. Remember yeah. Goes on stairs. And now, is there a certain comedic a quality to these two? Or this? oh yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. Sure. Yeah. This is a silly movie. I but mean, when I was like five or six, you know, and you're scary. seeing that creepy shit, and you're oh, like, yeah. what the hell is it's going on? F- it's like, freaky. I didn't know. I didn't know until I was probably about, I want to say, ten or eleven or twelve or so, and then I bought the Scream one on VHS. Oh, cool! My parents let me get it when I was like twelve. Nice. I remember because I picked it up. It was probably at like the Kmart in Beloit or whatever. Mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. can't remember, but it was like I I bought a bag of those like uh, chocolate little donuts mm, yeah and like a pop and like scream and i was just watching it great and i fucking loved it what a great memory that is huh just like getting yeah. a, when you're a kid getting a v buying a vhs tape and getting some food and yeah that uh, man that's just the time of our time of our lives man yeah, and there wasn't any of this crap like can i see your ID? There, that didn't exist back <laughs> well, then you know? I, yeah well and no, i had my parents with stores. me too yeah and they okayed that one. Like, yeah. I, I think if I would have pushed it a little bit more extreme, they probably would have said no. But right. I think Scream at the time was okay. Yeah. And, well, like, the- and they already knew, like, I, I knew that, like, this is not, like, a real-life situation that's yeah. happening. Like, and they're kind of like, well, if you get a nightmare, that's kind of on you. And I'm just like, I'll deal with that. Thanks. <laughs> um, and for me... I grew up completely unchecked when it came to television. You know, I grew up at a really great time in the 80s for Cablevision in Chicago, and there was everything I could ever want. It, you know, I saw Toxic Avenger. I saw Newcomb High. I saw Halloween, Exorcist, Motel Hell. I saw all these, Texas Chainsaw. I saw all these great films. In fact, the first time I saw Texas Chainsaw was at Bill's house, and I was, I think we were probably 13, maybe or 14. That's how I came to watch a lot of some uh, horror movies too, where they yeah. were on TV. Oh yeah, something like that. I uh, remember Monster Vision with Joe Bob Briggs. Great. I used to stay up late, show. and that's where I saw the 1990 uh, Night of the Living Dead because I loved his intro. You know, like the old kind of Frankenstein glowing lights and all that stuff. And then he'd do a little rundown, and then he'd say, "Well, I give this movie four out of five stars. It's got shotgun foo, axe foo, sledgehammer foo, pitchfork foo, mm-hmm. blood guts foo." And he was just such a good quirky persona for introducing those movies. Well, and and a big inspiration for me, you know, to do this show and then the format that we did because I still have I've got a ton of those monster visions on tape. Did you know that? I, I did not know that. I nice. do. I've got a bunch of them. So I've got maybe I mean by a bunch I guess I mean I probably have ten episodes or so, which is a lot. It is yeah. a lot. You know, and in fact I'm sure you can find them on YouTube or whatever as well, but. He, you know, what a strange cat, you know. He's just like this cowboy, and you don't think that he's going to be talking about horror movies. And yeah, like, he even had, like, the old dude? rodeo shirt, like the Pearl Snap button-up yeah. shirts. Yeah. yeah, like the Gene Autry shirt and stuff. Yeah. It was such a cool show. Talking about horror, and you're like, okay, okay, I like this guy. But, I mean, I don't know if you guys remember this, but I'm certainly old enough to remember his show on the movie channel, TMC, and it was Joe Bob Briggs' drive-in theater, and it was, the set was... Um, 
sort of this desert set with a little trailer on it. And he had like a lawn chair and like a couple of lights and probably like a grill or something. He would okay. sit out and do that. Do you do you ever remember seeing that? So this must have been before Monster Vision. It was before. Yeah, it was his first show, Joe Bob Biggs Drive-In Theater. Nope, no recollection of that. Yep. Yeah, it was pretty cool, and it was on the movie channel on cable, um, probably every Friday or Saturday night or something like that. So I don't think we got Dish Network until about 1995. So I wouldn't have had access to more than the. Local channels until I was about fifteen. Okay, let's see if we can find it. Yeah, I just remember growing up in like elementary school and reading all the Goosebumps and this whole Silverstein stuff and just being enamored with it. it was something else. Very yeah. cool. Yeah, the Goose Goosebumps series was very popular. Oh, I see why you like that show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. There he is, right there. You can see he's just got the. Uh, we'll switch over. Uh, see so that one there, circa 1991. Yep. Well, this is, I mean, it's even before this. I mean, it was. God, and he's so great as the buffoon in Casino. Maybe yeah. that Robert De Niro won't keep him on and he has to fire him. <laughs> it was more like he's outside, you know, driving theater. I guess it ran for a while. It was in the mid-80s, though, that this show was on. So, but, but yeah. Okay, what else we got here? Um, well, we kind of got you away from your stack here. You no, that's fine. That's the, that's the whole point of this is to just <laughs> take an idea and run with it and see where we end up. It doesn't matter. I got <laughs> no don't. agenda. But here, how about I hand you a couple of the books that I brought with, and then you can show them because they're on the screen. Out. So Rob brought for us today a classic. Since we're on the topic of Halloween and scary movies and scary things, this is one of my favorite books of all time, Stephen King's Cycle of the Werewolf, which was turned into... Silver Bullet. Silver Bullet. I was trying to find this book on audio, mm -hmm. and I could not. It's real short. I mean, this is yeah. something you can read in a day. Oh, yeah. It's a graphic novel. The print is really large. But, yeah, like, look at those awesome illustrations. Like, there's – it takes place over 12 months, right? So there's 12 little short stories. So each month will have, like, a really cool uh, visual drawing in there. Like, one of them's yeah. got a uh, little kid in the firecracker in the wheelchair throwing the firecrackers <laughs> in there. And there you go. The very Excuse end. Me. Shooting him with the final, the silver bullet, the Mar Reverend Low. With Marty in the wheelchair. Yep. But I actually found that copy. I got it, I think, at Columbus Antique Mall. I saw it tucked away in a corner for like three bucks. Nice. So I snagged it because I never saw it in any bookstore. Yeah. Ever. I can never find it in any bookstore. Bernie Wrightson did amazing special um, drawings for this. And I, I bought his when I was 16 for my birthday or for Christmas. My dad bought me uh, Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein. So that's a good memory I have of him. He recently passed away, so I'm kind of thinking that's a good, a good memory I have of, of the old man buying me uh, Bernie Wrightson's Frankenstein, and I was obsessed over that. And you know, just um, look at how radical that is. Yeah, reaching through the car seat, grabbing the guy by the face, and I found that for three bucks. I mean, how can you beat that, man? It's very cool. It's very cool. And uh, one of my favorite horror films of all time. I did pick this up recently. Oh, there it the is. Silver Bullet movie? Yep. Yeah. I have an old copy on DVD. So, you know, like in the early 2000s when a lot of stuff was first coming out to DVD, maybe the transfer wasn't the best or it was just more convenient than VCR because you didn't have yeah. to rewind and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, I, yeah, you probably have a better version than I do. And here's uh, another little macabre hidden gem. Let me pass this to you. Oh, yeah, that's real short. You can read that in an afternoon. I do have this book, um, but I don't have the copy that you have. You know what? In fact, I don't know what happened to my copy of this 
but um, I did pick it up. And in fact, before you get into the history of this, did you know that that little antique shop in Emerald Grove, not too far from here, did you know that? I know which one you mean. About the uh, Ed's tombstone in the window? Really? He had Ed Gein's tombstone in the window of his shop for years and years. Because I know part of the story is they had to remove the tombstone from the Plainfield Cemetery or wherever he was buried because you'd get all these wackos and nuts that wanted to visit Ed Gein's grave. He wound yeah. up with it somehow. Yeah. yeah, who knows how? Who knows how? Yeah, there's Be- a lot of lore about like... Um, well, anyway, let me so get t- into so that. So tell, tell us a little bit about this 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 particular edition that you have and tell us about this. Uh, okay, this book was in my grandmother's collection. So I remember coming across it on accident when I was a little boy and she snatched it out of my hands and put it back on the shelf and says, you are too young to read something like that. You don't touch that. Who signed this book here? So this is signed by Judge Robert H. Golmar, who was the convicting trial judge at one of Ed's trials. It had to have been when he was finally found fit to stand trial. And this particular book is also a first edition, I believe, 1981. And it has some really neat excerpts in there about, um, like, some of the questioning and interrogation of Ed and some drawings. Like, there, the mysterious house fire that is still unsolved, how Ed's house burned down. Well, the people of Plainsfield. Yeah, sure. They burned it down down. because they were going to resell it. Sure, I think it's unsolved because nobody bothered to look. There's oh, no, a, yeah, yeah, no, that's what it was. They turned the other cheek. Yeah, there's a, a illustration of uh, can I Ed tat- there. Can I tattoo this on you? Um, of Ed? We'll put that in the maybe column. <laughs> <laughs> um, How about on you? Uh, I don't know. if I, I'll, I'll stick them on the other ass cheek. How about that? Oh, yeah. <laughs> maybe and you then, guys uh, tattoo On the inside that. cover there, there's that red lettering that says, this is a story inspiration for the movie Psycho and Deranged. Uh, I have Deranged on a two-pack with Motel Hell. It's got the guy from uh, Christine and Home Alone. He actually plays Ed Gein in that movie. And, of oh. course, Ed is the inspiration for Psycho. He's the inspiration for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, for uh, Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. Anything that has to do with human skin, bones, all that gnarly, weird shit actually happened here in Wisconsin in the 1950s. So that is a very, very chilling book. And uh, I don't know how well known it is. You may not even be able to find a copy anymore. But that is one of the best true crime books I've ever had. And there's an actual picture there of uh, Bernice Warden trussed up like a deer on the back. Very scary stuff. Well, if, if this is the—I mean—is this your pornography that you're showing? <laughs> no, no, no. Because I'm I, a uh, little spooked now. I actually am a big fan, or not so much anymore. But uh, during my formative years, I really liked uh, Jenna Jameson. So she yeah, was my favorite. <laughs> we talked about that this week. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I actually have a framed uh, picture that my wife got me for my 41st birthday. It's uh, Brianna Loves Jenna. It was actually in like an adult store because when that came out, I was like, oh, I got to have that poster. And, no, we don't sell those. Well, what do you do with them? We don't sell them, right? So when you take them down, what do you, you just throw them away? Mm-hmm. They wouldn't answer me. So I never got a copy. So then now here comes eBay or whatever. Mm-hmm. So my wife finally found me a copy, and uh, thank you. Hmm. Good times. <laughs> Little creepy, but cool. Nice. Why? <laughs> Why? No, no, no. It's not creepy. It's no, just no, honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're talking. Well, because here, oh, this is why it's creepy. Well, it's because because you were just talking about gutted you were people. Talking about Ed Gein, and then it went right to pornography. Right to porn. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you asked me if, if this was something, and I, I quickly dismissed it as no, it's not. Okay. But All since right. you brought up, I the mean, summary, yeah, you did ask him if it was okay. His porn. Right, yeah. So it was my. So it was so, a leading question. Okay. All yes, right. it was. Maybe, but yes. still. Yeah, so since you opened the door, I felt compelled to walk through. Well, anyway, here. You certainly did. Let's hand this over so Greg can Oh, yeah, sorry. That's all good. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I, I know a little cool. bit too much about these guys anyway. Yeah, I think we all do. Well, you know, um, 
being fans of true crime and yes. anything like that, true listening crime. to mm-hmm. other podcasts or even from Gene just being from Wisconsin, even just being from Wisconsin, you know about Gene and Dahmer well, like what, automatically. Yeah, like what are the odds of us like, having two of the most prolific yeah. and famous, arguably the most famous serial killers, in, aside from Charles Manson, who's not a killer, but... but um, Names linked with and, crime. Yeah. yeah. And even Gene, who's only, he's only credited for killing like two people. Two people, yeah, which was um, some woman, both women who went missing and yeah. the, the same... Yep. kind of crime and that's a nice thing um, about that book as they said it's probable that he was behind other disappearances in a well, large area it's probable that he also killed his own brother yep, his I older think, brother oh no kidding i think yeah. in the book there that he actually acknowledges that he did they were doing like a controlled burn on the farm yeah and i don't know if his older well, brother he didn't have any burns but he had this like he had this he thing, shot him like yeah, he yeah, shot him he with shot the, him in the head or something no kidding yeah, yeah he shot like him. his body hit when they found his brother ed like brought the the whole search party to his brother. Everything is burned except for his brother. On his, oh, okay. No burns at all. Yeah, None. Ed, Ed's story was like he somehow got trapped, like smoke inhalation. He couldn't get to him, so it's likely that he shot him. Yeah, it's very likely that he shot him. But I also wanted to reference. In but that, that just kind of looked the other way because he was just like, oh, here's Ed. He's yeah, crazy old hermit. He's harmless. Special little boy. A little cutie boy here. But one of my mom's long-term friends. Had a mother who since passed away, but in the early 80s, her mother worked at uh, Mendota Hospital. Where he was. He was there. Yeah. She cleaned Ed Gein's teeth. Gross. Yeah. That's he, disgusting. He passed away in 1984, I think. So at yeah. some point, she cleaned his teeth. And I remember her daughter Linda was saying, no, she said, oh, he was just a quiet old guy. Just yeah. so, just so think, uneventful. Yeah. Just a quiet little old man. I think after he lost his mom, he just kind of... He had no guidance. Well, and his mom was so controlling. Yeah, she yeah. taught him that all women were yeah. evil, that it was a sin to like and, have lust. Well, she wanted thoughts. a daughter. She wanted a daughter. So she so, dressed him up as a. Well, and she just would just, I don't know. She didn't care for her first kid at all, yeah. and she wanted a daughter. And she got Ed instead, and was just like, okay, we're gonna go overly religious with this, and yeah, all all types it of was just terrible. Well, she they left the city. Yeah, they left a small city in Wisconsin to, to go into to go a there even smaller city because of all the the sex and the corruption she thought was in the yeah, city. Yeah, it was like poisoning a it was like mind. a city of like three thousand people. Yeah, so Clinton basically. <laughs> yeah. yeah, not a booming metropolis. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But so then, then again, it takes you back to the old nature versus nurture argument. Ed was made by interacting with his mother. Yep. It was nurture. He wasn't nobody's born like with a bad slate you're going to turn out to be something. I think that probably you're you're probably susceptible to it, but there's a lot of people that go through lots of horrible things that don't wind up offending, but exactly. I think he has to be It's a de- combination. Defi- he has to be a deficient somehow to push to make him do that. It's uh so they you know what I'm saying? They've done studies and a lot of serial killers have suffered uh traumatic like head injuries as a young child yeah where it affects their like uh their decision making and everything like that Mm -hmm. unless you're um i want to say btk maybe like maybe i thought he had i thought it was either him or ted who'd like who just did it just because they wanted to oh i thought one of i thought he was like oxygen deprived of his brain or something like that i don't know i thought i heard that I i know richard ramirez the night stalker one of his uncles knocked him unconscious, and he was like knocked out for 
most of a day or even maybe yeah. a little longer. And so then yeah, one of his like, cousins was in Vietnam and like, yep. shot his wife right in front well, of him. Well, that yep. and he would like And t- show him pictures of yeah. all the women that like he had killed in like Vietnam and whatever. So like he would, yeah. And he but horrifically whatever. abused the animals and people in front of him too. And yeah, like, you so, know, but anyway, yeah, you can just go back and forth on that all day. But it's creepy and um, it's very creepy and disturbing. But in Wisconsin, yeah, it's famous for beer and we're famous for beer, cheese, and serial killers. Serial killers. So what else you got yeah. in the stack there? So in the stack we have um, a classic, one of my favorites, Witchboard. Have you guys ever seen this or heard of it? Yeah, I got it from the library a while okay. ago, and I was excited, but, man, I couldn't get through it. Dude, it rules. Oh, I, I haven't seen it. watch it. Okay, I haven't so seen it. I'll have to watch it. Oh. Let's check it out. We have a trailer queued up, and uh, I'm excited to watch this one on the show. It's one of my all-time favorite movies. I mean, there's that kind of cool scene where the friend of his gets killed at the construction site, like the drywall and the hammer yeah. comes off and hits him. But, uh, yeah, my wife and I, we were kind of disappointed in this one. Is there a Ouija board? Yeah, which we all know you throw those away. You don't play with them. There's the late Tawny Katane. Yeah, she's gorgeous. That doesn't have any glass in it. The planchet. Mm, no. That's a just cool prop. That guy there kind of looks like Richard Ramirez. A little bit, yeah, he kind of does. Yeah, shut up, Jim. <laughs> Did you guys know that when you uh, mess with a Ouija board, you're only supposed to mess with it once, hmm. and that's it? I have some uh, crazy Ouija experiences I can share with you guys if you want. I just learned that the other day. I did not know that. Like, you're only supposed to mess with it once because then it'll, otherwise it'll leave, like, the portal open. Hmm. <laughs> See, there's the uh, scene I'm referencing with the big stack of drywall. Yeah, and this the, part's pretty brutal. He gets squished here. Yeah, definitely no glass in that planchette. Boom. Oh, you could tell that was a dummy. Yeah, well... Nice hair. Um, oh, her. She was in uh, Roadhouse. Yes. Suzanne, those crazy Suzanne Japanese masks. Will Hoyt is her name. She's a really good singer, too. Yeah. yeah she was singing like a knock on wood and everything. At the yes. Double deuce bar. We should do Roadhouse one day, too. It's a cl- I, what a, oh, I love that movie. Me, too. It's a great film. Poor Patrick Swayze, right? I know. He was been he was in some of my favorite movies, Roadhouse, Point Break, Steel Dawn, or no Red Dawn. Red Dawn, yep. It's a lot of cans. A lot it of cool, is. a lot of cool practical effects in this movie. Basically, they use a Ouija at a party, and she's not supposed to use the Ouija on her own, but she does because yeah. she thinks she's talking to a little boy. And it turns out it's not a little boy, it's the ghost of a murderer, and he possesses her body, which leads to a very cool uh, scene at the end of the film. Very cool. And there's the killer right there, the guy with the beard. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Witchboard. Yeah, I, I love this movie. It's a, it's a great film. I mean, you know, for what it is, it's great. It's yes, you like enjoy that. it for what it is. I enjoy it for what it is. So... But yeah, um, what else we got here? We have this. Um, 
some other stuff. Oh, I do want to talk about um, this great book that I picked up called Taking Shape 2. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Mm -hmm. You guys mentioned it before, and I was hoping we'd come back to that. This is the long-lost Halloween sequels, the unproduced Halloween sequels. Um, And I highly recommend you pick up this book. Uh, it's a it's a huge book. Lots of stuff in here. Back when there were still phone books, that's the size of the Madison phone book. God, seriously. seriously, it's huge. A lot of cool uh, photos and stuff in here. This book is very large, so I won't like, be able to fit it all on our second camera here, which isn't my phone. So what is the story? I mean, all these scripts fell apart for some reason or reasons. Was it budget? Was it they couldn't agree on like who's going to direct it? Or yeah, what's I mean, the story or they couldn't these? get rights to certain things, or it's just. Uh, Maybe somebody read it and they just was like, this is not going to happen. You know? Basically, there's lots of different reasons that, that movies get stuck in development hell. And, like, you know, the script doesn't get written on time. It doesn't make it to the right people. They don't, you know, you can't get it greenlit. It doesn't get funding. It just doesn't fit in certain timelines, you know. And, and things just fall apart all the time. I don't, I don't really understand. And there's a lot that goes into this. So this is definitely worth a read. It goes into all of those questions as why these movies fall apart. Of course, a very clever title because in the original Halloween, they're not. he's not referred to as Michael Myers. It's referred to as The Shape. The Shape, the right? Shape. Yep. So I do want to talk about this um, because there is a really cool um, story that I would have loved to see. Before Freddy vs. Jason, there would have been Hellraiser, Sin- uh, Pinhead meets, yep. meets Michael Myers. The Hell Priest. The Hell Priest. So the premise of that one would have been flashback to the original Halloween movie, right? Okay. On Halloween night, in um, when Michael Myers is out trick-or-treating, somebody opens the box, right? I, I think maybe it was something like, I can't remember if that's accurate, but, um, you know, I don't know if he opens the box or somebody opens the box and the Cenobites come out and they, and they possess him or coerce him somehow into murdering his sister. So, oh. so in the beginning of, of the original Halloween, that little time between he's out trick-or-treating and his sister's home alone watching him, he inter- encounters the Cenobites. Nice. And they possess him. Because I was hoping it wouldn't end like with uh, an adult Michael Myers fighting Pinhead. And that's exactly, basically how it happens. It's actually bookmarked in there. Oh, sure. If, you yeah, if you want to if you want to look at it. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, I would have loved to have seen hellraiser versus uh i know you guys are a fan of there was a big yeah there was a big rumor all those years ago with freddy versus jason that they wanted to throw in hellraiser 2 but uh or pinhead in those movies for the next one Mm. but they couldn't get the rights to it yeah it was like basically three different film companies fighting Mm -hmm. for rights which why it took so long to get Freddy versus Jason in the first place. Well, with this one, Dimension Pictures owned the rights to uh, Hellraiser and Michael Myers, so it wouldn't have been a, a it huge wouldn't have been leap. a big difference. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't yeah. have been. A, With those a two, lot. yeah, it would have been fine. Yeah. Now here's some other neat things in here. Clearly, there's um, an interview in the back because mm-hmm. I won't get too long winded here. But one of the questions is, how do you think fans would have reacted to such a radical reboot of the series? Well, that issue was addressed in 2018. It was a humongous box office success Mm -hmm. so in addition to screenplays in here there's also some nice interview segments on here there's not screenplays but there's synopsis i don't oh yeah it's just synopses of uh so uh, rob uh i don't qualify that as a reboot the one that just came out in 2018 
because they said it's taking place after the first one where they kind of reset the timeline. It's sort of an inter- it's a it's a sequel. Yeah. It's a sequel to the first one. Basically from the very first Halloween yeah. they cut out everything else. Mm-hmm. And was like, what if Michael Myers was locked up in this asylum for mm-hmm. what? A, however long was it? Forty years? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Ignores- which is why they got like a yeah. It ignores everything after one. Yes. Yeah, which I the, really love. The reboot would have been from Rob Zombie. Yeah, basically. Basically. Oh, okay. So, um, and then. Yeah, this would have been cool though. Yeah, the Hellraiser Halloween. Yeah, and it, it goes into the whole story of it. Um, in 1998 too, so it was yeah. like before the 20th anniversary, I believe. No, it was it was the 20th anniversary at that point. And then we got Michael versus Penhead in mm-hmm. 2002. Yeah. So I think H2O was a weak point in the series. Dude, like, it was pretty bad. H2O and Resurrection oh, were the worst. Garbage. The absolute worst. Because they gave they gave her a son and like, I, I just rewatched those. They're not that great. They're atrocious. That's cool though. That that would, that'd be an interesting like read it's to go through. It's a good read. I think you guys would, would really, it would be really good uh, fodder for the show. I am a huge fan of Halloween too. We know we've talked about that before. Yes, I love that so much because mm-hmm. it just it's it's seamless. Uh, if you like it, there's a Halloween two shirt at Kohl's, specifically yeah. Halloween two. You know awesome. how hard it is yeah. to find a Halloween three shirt. Yeah, right. There's um, Hall- there's Halloween like like four and five. And yeah, you know you could find all the other Halloween stuff. If you like, but you cannot find Halloween three stuff. Uh, t- the toe, except for toe, he's he, got he's stickers. Got he's got the stickers, and uh, maybe we can maybe we can convince him to make some Halloween mask shirts. That'd be cool. I think once he, I did uh, see a button up kind of like this yeah. from the same company I got this from that yeah. has the masks on it. Cool, that's very cool. But it was sold out. Bummer. <laughs> Naturally, um, this weekend I also watched the Candyman. The new Candyman movie. This is not the new Candyman movie, but this That's is the just, old one. Yep, this is the, the great Tony Todd on the, the cover. Tony Todd. Um, yep. You were telling me about this. You like you like the new one. I actually loved the new Candyman. I well, here's the thing about that one. I have a love hate relationship with the new Candyman movie. I loved it and I hated it. I loved it because I thought that it was very the the, the characters were terrible. The dialogue was atrocious. It was horribly acted, nice. but it was a very beautiful film. I thought that the, I, it's like one of the only movies I absolutely agree with the political message and the sort of like the politi- politicization of it, um, the repackaging of it uh, politically these days is very relevant. Yeah. So I do enjoy that. It's a, it's about um, racial justice, racial injustice. And, you know, how people are railroaded and black people are marginalized and railroaded and and murdered unfairly and unjustly in this country for hundreds of years. And I think that this is a it's it's a movie, you know, it's it's entertaining, you know, which is a little it's a little clunky way of repackaging. Like maybe like a poignant documentary or something like that would have been better. But but uh to sort of uh, weaponize that and give it to the young people and that message uh, that way was I think pretty powerful. It was it was really really good. I really enjoyed the the way that they took the story and expounded on it and ran with it. And if you guys are familiar with the story, I won't ruin it for you at all because it's it's just it's very cool 
when you think the movie is going to kind of go one direction and it goes another. Okay. And then they, they take the old lore and they expound on it and you're like, oh, that's, pretty that's cool. why they do that. So it is a direct sequel. I would classify the, the new Candyman as a direct sequel to this one. Nice. And it, it kind of gets rid of part two and three. Okay. So um, it kind of did the, the Halloween treat. The Halloween thing, yeah. I mean, I don't remember two and three very much. I just, I think, I think two goes back to Louisiana, right? I'm not sure. Okay. It's been a long time since I've seen it's, any of them. It's been a while, but I highly recommend um, both Candyman movies. This is a great, not only is this a great movie, it's a great Chicago movie. Because of the old uh, Cabrini Green mm-hmm. apartment complex. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so that's a that's a that's a really it's a really good, uh, really good pick. So that's about it. I think I've got some more, a couple of more picks here. I mean, I guess I can go over some of this other stuff here, but um, we don't have to get into too much. We've I think we've covered enough, enough of that stuff today. Okay, sounds good. But um, yeah, so um, Halloween is fast approaching, and I'm very excited about it. Uh, being back in the city around this time made me very nostalgic for my childhood and what a great time it was to trick-or-treat. And I remember, I don't know about you guys, but I remember when trick-or-treating was an all-day event. Like, we would get up in the morning and trick-or-treat at, like, 10 o'clock. <laughs> in the morning? And we would just go all day long. See, when I, I always remembered that there was a time frame, and it was an evening thing. Yeah, we always had a time yeah. frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know, man. We, we did it all day long. I'll never forget that. Me and my friends did it all day. But we could go to, like, especially when we were younger, we could go to, like, school in your costume mm-hmm. and do, like, hollow, little Halloween events in school. Mm-hmm. Yep, I remember that, too. Kind of trade candy or whatever you're mm-hmm. going to do, like, at school, and yes. then come home. And you're like, okay, I'm going to go trick-or-treat and, like, maybe put on a new costume. Like, you had two different costumes oh, that's, if that's you were cool. lucky. Yeah, yeah. Like, if you were sure. lucky, like, not me, but. <laughs> for sure. I um, went to school in my full, like, Wolfman face grease paint. I got, and then my mom got me up super early on Halloween. Got me all ready, you know, because back then it was right. the, it was the, the little, the cardboard boxes of thing. And then the back of the cardboard box had, like, Little Wolfman ears you can cut out and put over your yeah. own ears, you know. Oh, and um, they have like painting instructions. Painting instructions. She did. Yeah, would tell you what she, to do. Yeah, basically, she did it all for me. And I get to school and I'm the only one dressed up because apparently you were only supposed to dress up after lunch. Really? <laughs> so you didn't That's... sit there all fucking day. I'm the only one, and I've got these like wolf ears on. Fuck and... it. At that point. <laughs> yeah, it was kind of humiliating, but uh, still, my Halloween spirit was super strong, and that yeah, was fine. Didn't bug me. So what do you guys think of the new take on it now? Like, I know Janesville's done it the last couple of years. It's called Trunk or Treat. Like, they just the take the... Oh, it's good. Yeah, it's so, fine. What so, is that? So what? there's a couple designated areas uh, kind of around town. I remember a couple of years ago when I went with an old friend of mine and her daughter. So they would go... It's still trick-or-treating, basically, but except for in a couple of spots, they would have people in their cars with their trunks open with candy in it, basically. So they take like and say a so family dollar parking lot. Come or something. around in that little parking lot. Oh, they yeah, I remember. And just okay. take candy that what that like that. Okay. Yeah, yes. I passed that a couple times. Um, it was like a church parking lot, I think. Yeah, there was one in the church that I went to a couple years ago. Okay, I don't. Well, I mean, I guess it was probably time. like I don't know six or seven years ago. I don't remember. Is but. that just to to make sure that? Oh, it's just get something uh, or like yeah. Well, it's, and it's just an area of people that are like uh, just. They might be throwing something on. Like, I remember the church was having something inside, too. So, mm-hmm. like, if your kids yeah. wanted to go inside and, say, warm up 
or have like some juice or go to the bathroom you know you could stop there Mm -hmm. i think i've been trick-or-treating every single year for the last 18 years except for last year um i took my oldest daughter out every single year since she's been born Nice. And it was a big deal. There's only been one year. I think she was only, I think she may have been like two. And uh, where it was too warm. So it was really warm that day. Yeah. And um, I didn't always dress up, but I did sometimes. And I, it was just it was just a big deal. Um, back when we had the other shop, the neighborhood, you know, and now that I'm in now, when I had the shop over here, we would trick-or-treat in this neighborhood. And it's a great neighborhood because there's one house that does all the animatronics and it has the smoke and the big monsters and all that. Oh yeah. We and, live by one of those too. Yeah. And in fact, uh, the toes house is like that. He's got one of those houses. Yeah. He's always gone all out. He had a Michael Myers. He had the, you know, he's got stuff in, in his trees this year, cool effects. And he's always had, he, he makes a lot of props. He's got some really cool, um, he was showing me yesterday, these, uh, cardboard or these, uh, styrofoam tombstones that he'd carved the names of some famous horror directors and nice. That's awesome. And he put, he's going to put them out in his lawn and he's always gone all out for Halloween. And he, he, you know, the neighborhood that we grew up in is every, in the, in the burbs in the city, every, everyone's packed in like sardines. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it, it trick or treating is, it's hopefully a slam dunk in neighborhoods like that, but you never know. It depends yeah, on who lives it, it in the It just depends. In my neighborhood, we don't get very many people, even though there's a ton of houses. Really, I'm at the end of the block, so you don't get really anybody. Yeah. But um, it's always been amazing. I think it falls on a, it falls on Sunday this year. It falls so on a Sunday this year. I'm excited for that. Nice. Yeah. See, I grew up in a rural area, so trick-or-treating didn't happen unless mm-hmm. we went into Stoughton. Because mm-hmm. that's, you know, I grew up in Stoughton, and that's where all my friends were and everything, so... They're just our nearest neighbor was a mile away, so when mm. you live in the country, trick or treating isn't going to happen. Yeah, mm. Good yeah. Luck. So you, in other words, you had to go out of your way to trick or treat, which is yes, another reason yeah. probably why you didn't want to do it, huh? Yeah, and I don't know. Like I said, just from that early childhood story, I just I just didn't have a lot of interest in it. Although one cool thing I do remember, even though I didn't want to do it, I ended up having a lot of fun. Vilas Park Zoo had like a haunted zoo thing set up cool like oh, a yeah. fun house or something and i must have been 10 or 11 or something and i didn't want to go but once i got there i had a lot of fun cool you know they had people dressed up as uh, witches and you know you go around different corners and there was cobwebs and everything like that um so that was really cool i don't know if they've ever done it since or how long they did it but i don't ever remember hearing anything about it recently so i think that's mm. probably something that they haven't done in a long time hmm well, that'd be fun. Well, it probably was closed last year due to COVID and everything. So, oh sure, knows? more like blowvid. Yeah, Am seriously, because right? it blows. It did blow. <laughs> it does blow. Well, all right, gentlemen, that was a good show. What do you think? I think so. I think uh, the project of the multi movies and the shorts and kind of tying in with the toe is gonna give it a different flavor and definitely keep you busy. Yes, and uh, next week, stay tuned for the return to our normal regularly scheduled uh, content where we watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space with our special guest Toa Ear and with video Super column. excited for Killer oh Clowns. Oh my god, I'm excited. It's going to kick off Halloween month. Uh, Halloween yeah, month. month and a six, week. Six episodes of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. I'm very excited because five weeks in Halloween. Was not enough. Not. It's going to be great. It's going to be really good. 
Thanks so. again for the shirt and the uh, pin and stickers, Toe. Appreciate it. Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, very cool. And again, please visit uh, toeyear.com. You'll probably see this sticker hanging out in front on our set all the time now because this is my this is my favorite thing. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah I love awesome this magnet. Thing. Yeah, and I've got some cool. Uh, he's gave me some pins too, which I really like that are on my hat. I dig those a lot. So, all right, that's been our episode today. And please, will you tell our listeners where you can listen to our podcast? So if you uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, and if you want to find us, you can always find us at Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, all at Too Fat to Skate Podcast. And please rate and review us where wherever you can on our platforms. Yes. And um, please uh, visit Toyer.com to buy some merch. And every order that you that you buy from him, Rob will personally deliver it and kiss you on the mouth. <laughs> As long as you're a woman, please, please tell. Yeah, please tell your grandmas. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, oh, thanks, Brian. Too, he did a nice little weird picture of the three of us as like the uh, basket case. I sh- I sent that to you, right? Yeah, Monsters. yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So that creepy. Photoshop stuff is is pretty quirky, pretty funny. So mm-hmm. thanks for your uh, repeated interest and feedback. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, I, I will not be kissing anyone, regardless if you make an order. So yes, you will. So uh, thanks. <laughs> we'll make thanks, everyone. Everyone ever. Okay. All right. See you guys later. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.